Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 45, and we're discussing our summer 2021 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler free, so no worries if you haven't seen any of the anime on our list. We're already in summer, like a month into summer. That's kind of crazy. It feels like it's been summer for a long time, <laughs> but maybe it's just because things are still, pa- or time is passing by slowly still um, in the midst of this hectic world we are currently in. I feel like um, summer 2021 season is stacking up to be lukewarm. Um, there's not a ton of anime on our list. Well, there is a lot of anime on our list, but not nearly as much as spring 2021 and winter 2021. 20 technically <laughs> mm-hmm. or winter 2021 whatever it was um but it's not a bad season don't get me wrong i just think uh so far it's not hitting as hard as the last two seasons yeah i would say that again winter set the bar high um spring did its best to maintain everyone's expectations and summer although there are a couple hidden gems um it's yeah it, it's not as i guess full of pizzazz as the past two seasons have been. Regardless, we will have a lot to talk about in this episode, but before we get into the discussion, we wanted to give a huge, huge (laughs) shout out to our newest patron, Kevin K. Thank you so much for supporting the Strictly series of podcasts and everything that we do here and helping us continue to make anime content and share our love of anime with the community. So thanks again, Kevin. (laughs) If you'd like to support the show and get access to things like mini episodes and bonus content, our show schedules, and submit questions for us to answer on our podcasts and in our patron-only Q&A, then head to patreon.com slash the Strictly series. So let's get into it. Summer 2021. Let's first start off with our ongoing anime because there's a couple that have trickled over from spring 2021 first off my hero academia season five as always we'll let you guys know how many episodes are total for each show and how far we actually are Um, and for my hero academia we are 17 episodes in out of 25 oh really i didn't (laughs) didn't update my mail i think it's 17 um we're current with this one and i would say now that we're into the second half of the season, it's certainly getting better um, than the first half. If you aren't familiar with our thoughts on the first half of the season, we do have an episode out on that. But uh, I would say it's getting better. It's just not great yet. Like, it's interesting, but it's just not great. Yeah, I was excited because the stupid tournament arc was all done. <laughs> and we're finally getting into the major plot of this season, which is involved with this huge conspiracy with the League of Villains. And I know the most recent episode we watch has a tie into the upcoming movie. But I don't know, something about the season doesn't hit as hard as past seasons. And I think part of it is because we, I think we mentioned this on the My Hero Season 5 Part 1 um, episode. Like, it's only what the first, we're still in the first year of the class 1A's year at UA, right? Yeah, we finally reached winter. Um and uh yeah, it's cold it's, out yeah. in the world of my hero. But yes, it's it's been 5 seasons, four and a half seasons now. Yeah, so it's been a very slow burn and as exciting as this upcoming arc seems to be, I think 
the, just the fact that my hero keeps treading on the same ground with like Midoriya always saying like oh I need to become the number one hero or I need to do this or I need to get this skill and I don't know it's just getting really re- repetitive and you know I don't know if there's going to be an eventual time jump in the future because I don't know how long are these kids supposed to be in school like four years or I don't know how, what the system in Japan is like um but you know I don't know how many more seasons of like this this kind of slow burn I can take but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens with this one I just want my hero to be like intense again it just hasn't been intense since like season three and it, it hit mm-hmm. really hard when season one came out I mean there was a huge wave of like weebs that loved my hero when it first came out and we we jumped on the bag bandwagon pretty late but i feel like season four was like good but not great and season five is shaping up to be pretty much the same good but not great Mm -hmm. and i just want it to be great again like i want it to be exciting again and really um kind of push the boundaries i don't know because it it just feels safe right now like the story just feels safe i know there was Mm -hmm. some crazy stuff that happened in the last season but overall it just feels too safe and i to, to your point like i want Midoriya and everyone else to kind of reach that next level because it always feels like they're they're working towards it but they haven't gotten there yet yeah and I hate to kind of fall back on um like manga readers because I know you know I've watched key scenes from like past seasons of my hero and there'll be YouTube comments I know like there's a big thing that happened in season three I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched my hero but I remember seeing a YouTube comment there saying like if you thought this event was like epic you don't know what you're in for but i hate having to rely on that just to to keep me going through the show you know what i mean yeah um the wait is very very long to to reach that point um what is interesting is that the world heroes mission movie is technically also a summer 2021 anime it's supposed to release in japan august 6th so it's coming up pretty soon i don't know if there's a word on a u.s release just yet hopefully it'll not be too long like demon slayer mm-hmm. um after the the japan release but yes you're, to your point earlier when you um mentioned it it follows i think right after this season of my hero so i'm hoping it's actually canon but i am really excited to see the movie it looks pretty badass that it, it looks like they're upping the ante for the movie and i kind of wish they would also take that energy and do the same in the, the tv show yeah, and I hope, like, the TV show isn't going to be in service of this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hope it still contains its own its own epicness without having to be, like, a marketing ploy for, for this cinematic event. Next up is Tokyo Revengers. So I don't know what the total number of episodes is. I've, I've seen 24. I've seen 25. Um, right now on Mal, it has a... Well, there's nothing. It's like a dash in place of a number. Or a question mark on the app. We have um, 16 episodes that we've watched. Uh, I think we're current with this one. Oh, shit. I need to update my (laughs) numbers. And with this show, I I just, it it keeps getting better and better. We're in a new arc. um, And, you know, obviously won't spoil anything, but I feel like it's already shaping up to be more epic than the, the first arc from the previous half of the season. Um, we do have a review, a part one review of Tokyo Avengers. If you haven't listened to that, go do so. But um, I don't know. Something about the animation is weird with Tokyo Avengers. Like, I just, mm. I feel like they don't have the budget that they probably should have for such an epic show. 
because sometimes things look really fucking weird. Like the opening and the ending look great, but then sometimes in the show there are some still shots or lingering shots that just make me feel like they're trying to suck up time so that they don't have to animate as much. And it's just weird that that's happening so late in the show. Yeah, I guess sometimes too it feels like certain characters don't have shading. Like, it, I don't have you noticed that a bit, or maybe Kinda, it's just because yeah. they're all like really pale face and I can't tell the difference. Um, but yeah, I, I when you mentioned that to me, I did start to notice it a bit, and maybe they're just saving the budget for some big action sequence later on again i we don't read them we don't read manga at least i don't read manga i know courtney reads manga on a rare occasion yeah (laughs) rare occasions um so i don't know what's or what's coming up um but without getting too spoilery i know that this arc it kind of gives takamichi a bit of a rest puts him in the back seat as we focus on something else that is going to play a huge part i think in the future of um the Tokyo Manji gang. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a nice refreshing take from what we've seen in the first half of the season, which again had its own story. And you think that the story is going to wrap up or like the, the problem at hand will reach a resolution, but then it just presents an entirely new problem that's involved with what's happening in this second arc. So definitely looking forward to how the... I guess plot of this arc is going to interconnect with Takemichi's overall story with with the show. Yeah, I feel like Tokyo Avengers is consistently entertaining, um, even if there are some dips in animation or if the story kind of uh, deviates a little bit. I'm I'm thoroughly entertained every episode, and I feel like it continues to get better and better. So this one's a, a solid show so far. Not to jinx it because it's it still has a couple more episodes to go, but so far I'm I'm really enjoying it. And they kept the OP for the second core. Thank God. It's such Mm -hmm. a great OP. And then last for our ongoing anime from spring 2021 is Two Year Eternity. And this one we're a little bit behind. Um, (laughs) There's 20 episodes and we're still on episode six. So (laughs) we don't know exactly uh, uh, what's been going on lately. We are planning to catch up on this one, but it's been great. And I'm, I'm not in like a huge rush to to watch it only because I want to take my time and enjoy it Um, because the story is just like, I don't know how to, the best way I can describe it is it's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Again, like only six episodes in, I'm already blown away by everything. Um, We shared some thoughts in our spring 2021 anime first impressions episode, but the story is very mysterious. Um, It doesn't really tell you much right up front. You, you kind of get a hard hitting episode one and then things start to just trickle in. Where we're at in the story, um, we're just now finding out what the overall goal could be for the show. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far, and uh, hopefully we can catch up pretty soon here. Yeah, we're what, like you said, six, seven episodes behind, and I think this is kind of the third arc um, out of, what, there's 20 episodes total? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the best way I can describe the show is that it feels biblical (laughs) like it it's i don't know if there's any other show that we can compare it to whether anime or even in just regular media um besides something that you could like a story that you could find out of the bible and i think i mentioned this in the spring impressions uh episode it just deals with very philosophical and 
pretty heavy themes, mostly revolving around life and finding one's purpose and finding meaning within life. Um, and, you know, as much as we think we've found, like, where the show is heading towards, it's still pretty mysterious, um, revolving around the the story of the main character and what, what his journey is. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the the ending for this and seeing if it has an ending of biblical proportions as well. <laughs> that's um, that's a tall order. <laughs> and now on to the new stuff for summer 2021. We'll start with Remake Our Life. We are one episode in and there's 12 total. Uh, we're not current because I think a new episode just came out. So we're just one episode behind. I think we're actually a couple episodes behind. Oh, are we? Because there were... Four I saw lined up on Crunchyroll as we were watching uh, this first episode. Okay, hold on. Now I'm going to go to Crunchyroll and I'm going to see how far we are. I'm still getting used to the summer schedule. Oh shit, you're right. We are. <laughs> There's four episodes out and we're on episode one, which was a really long episode. It was 50 minutes. Yeah, like a double feature, which I know has happened with uh, another show we watched. Um, the Detective the is Already yes. Dead, I think. Um, but I would say just from episode one, Remake Our Life seems like this feel-good slice-of-life anime for summer 2021. And I'm down for it. As long as the story is good, I'm happy to to watch something that's a little more um, relaxed um, and something that has just a, a nice contained story. I'm also very happy that it's about a 28-year-old. And then it jumps to him in college but at least it's not a high schooler this time or a middle schooler it's a little refreshing having somebody in the later stages of their young adult life yeah i would say this is one of two anime this season that's that feels real if you know what i mean <laughs> relatable uh, yeah relatable that's a, i think that's a better word but also just real uh because the uh the protagonist in this hashiba um he I think he shares like a lot of experiences that we as as adults feel like not having any sort of fulfillment in life. Not having a job, moving <laughs> yeah. back to your parents' place. <laughs> yeah, so seeing his journey and how he can kind of write things along the way, it just makes you think like, oh, maybe I could do the same thing too if I really put put some effort into it. <laughs> um, and it's just funny because the show makes some passing references to like nostalgic things um like I, I think they showed like a playstation 2 but they oh, called yeah. it like a pre s2 um and like a flip phone and just all that stuff that was really prevalent in our our younger days it was nice to see the show give a shout out to that i think it's set in 2006 yeah because i think the premise is that um the main character goes back in time uh, he Takamichi's. Yeah, he yeah. Takamichi's. <laughs> I think the animation is really nice too. Mm-hmm. It's done by Studio Feel, and they're doing a great job with this one. It's really pretty, um, especially in the ED. The colors are incredibly vivid. I, I noticed that. I was kind of blown away by that. So anyone who's got vivid settings on your your 4K television, turn that bad boy up because then you're just gonna get bombarded with colors. Yeah, this one too, almost like uh, To Your Eternity has that cinematic feel like that slice of life movie um and i i noticed more of like the the eyes really being detailed and oh yeah well designed that's a good point the, the eyes are incredibly colorful for some reason but not that i'm mad yeah 
So yeah, I, I'm enjoying this one. Um, again, it's it's a very relaxed, um, very feel good story, which is a nice balance because we're also watching Kanojo Mo Kanojo, aka Girlfriend mm. Girlfriend, and that one's like the opposite end of the spectrum. What a nice transition. <laughs> to me, it's like welcome to the dumpster fire of summer 2021. It's like public... I think it like they know. Yeah, <laughs> like the show knows that this is going to be a dumpster fire. It's polygamy, the anime. Um, the premise is that this guy has two girlfriends, and yeah, shenanigans ensue. Oh god, it's watching that first episode, or like, I don't know, because this kind of reminds me of when we watched My Sister, My Writer with Otaku Melancholy. Oh yeah, and you know that show is a dumpster fire. And if you haven't checked that episode out, please do. It's it's that, a really great discussion. It's a real dumpster fire. Like yeah. we're we're just kind of jokingly, semi jokingly saying that Kano Jomo Kano Jo is a dumpster fire. My Sister, My Writer is a literal dumpster fire of an anime. Yeah, and I guess the point I was trying to make with that is um, with that show, like I don't want to get too spoilery about My Sister, My Writer, although I think that's just a moot point because of how much a dumpster fire it is. I know we keep emphasizing that point, but the show at the end of it, it acknowledges what's like what's morally wrong about it, but it doesn't validate it at any at any point at the end, um, which I guess is, you could call it the redeeming quality of the show, but with Kanojo Mo Kanojo, with this thing about having two girlfriends, um, obviously in our modern society and culture, polygamy is very much frowned upon. So I'm wondering what this show is going to do by the end of by the end of the the series i don't know if this is gonna have like two more seasons i hope to god it doesn't <laughs> um, but just seeing what this show is going to do to either change our minds about polygamy or end up not validating it um, in the end yeah it's like one big campaign for polygamy which who knows maybe this will be the show that that changes the game changes our mindset about um the kinds of love that's out there but <laughs> Oh, like the the protagonist of this, uh, I think his name is Saki Chan. No, uh, Saki's the girl. Oh no, that's the girl. <laughs> what the fuck's his name? Naoya. Naoya. Yeah. Um, what's it called? He's just a terrible protagonist, and I know, like, throughout the first episode, he was just very apologetic about him coming up with this idea to date the both of them because he's so conflicted about who he loves more and you know each girl has her own qualities but in my head i'm thinking like you could not let this happen like you have the <laughs> capacity to to choose one of the girls and you know it, it's going to be heartbreaking but that's just life um otherwise like you just look like a fucking idiot the whole time and i think he he continues to be apologetic throughout the the couple episodes we watched but Again, I, I don't feel sorry at all for this guy. I don't feel guilty for him. Or not guilty, but... Um, sympathetic. Sympathetic, yeah. Yeah, he's... um. So two comments on that. One, he's a very flat character. Like, mm. as, I know we're only two episodes in, but he just feels flat. Like, there's no personality behind him other than him just being loud. Um, and then the other thing, uh, he's very selfish, and he, he knows it, and he just straight up admits it which i guess you know good for your honesty but <laughs> but it's not really doing much for you here guy but really quick so the the show is 12 episodes um we're two episodes in we're just one behind mm -hmm. um so i think we're, we're semi 
semi caught up. We're somewhat current. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a show where I'm like, I don't know what the conflict is at the moment. Like I know what the conflict in general is. The moral conflict. The moral conflict. But I don't know what the conflict of this story is. Um, maybe other than trying to convince both girls to continue this crazy polygamy relationship, polygamist relationship. But I don't know why. I, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. It's it's over the top for sure. And it's pretty ridiculous, but the show knows what it is and it's not trying to hide it. So I kind of have an appreciation for that. I didn't think I'd like it. I thought I'd be really turned off by it. And while the whole polygamy thing is somewhat of a turnoff, like the show, the way it's delivered and the the way things are executed is is kind of kind of enjoyable. I don't know. I think I just love how they constantly scream and everything is so overdramatic and it's kind of funny on a certain level. Yeah, especially because it use it like the soundtrack varies a lot depending on like the mood of the scene i wrote in my notes like one it sounds like you're in the sims buy mode and then there's <laughs> one where it's like almost like a zoro theme every time that um naoya like has this confession to one of the girls but yeah i think it it's kind of pokes fun at itself in these cases and you know as much as the the premise of the show is kind of disturbing i think i I'm just inclined to watch it more just to see where it ends up. Yeah, I feel like I have to know. And I don't know if we're going to get a resolution in 12 episodes. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those anime where you have a short season. They kind of leave you with a cliffhanger, like just enough resolution for the anime only people. But the whole point of it is to say, hey, go read the manga. I feel like this is going to be one of those um, because two episodes in the way the, the pacing's going, I, I just, I'm not convinced we're going to get a resolution to the story in 12 episodes. I hope I'm wrong though. Cause I would love to see how it ends. There's no way in hell I would pick up the manga. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's funny because it always boils down to where are the goddamn parents? I know <laughs> dude. The, the parents are just like throwaways at this point. They're like, Oh yeah, go ahead and do, do whatever, I guess. And they, yeah. that's it. That's all you hear. This is why. This is why kids today are, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, let's go to the detective is already dead. So this one has 12 episodes and we are one episode, no, two episodes in, right? Two episodes. Yes. I didn't update my mail. Okay. Updating it now. So we're two episodes in. Um, I don't think we're current though. I think there's one more episode that recently came out, but um I don't know. The first episode, as we mentioned earlier, was kind of like a double feature. It's about 45 minutes or so. And I am intrigued, especially given the way the, the first episode played out. But it also felt like it was all over the place. Like it combined rom-com with action and suspense and supernatural. It was just like I, I felt like I was watching two shows at the same time or maybe even three shows at the same time on like one TV I, I don't know how I feel about it. And then getting into the second episode as well, um, there was like a tone shift for the story because of something that happened. No spoilers or anything. But I don't know. It just seems kind of disjointed at this point. Um, so I, I'm not sure where things are going. I don't really know what the actual end goal is or what the the true plot is of this story. And everyone's interactions seem a bit unnatural and kind of weird, especially when they have one-on-one -on -one conversations. So I want to keep watching because I think the story could be really interesting, but there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up in these next couple of episodes to keep my attention. I think the strangest thing so far about this show is the spoilery 
title. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, it just gives away what happens in this anime. Um, and I feel like a lot of like what we were supposed to know already happens. You know what I mean? Like the things that were important have been previous to what's happening in the episodes that we watched. Yeah. And I then know we're kind of playing like some sort of catch up and trying to piece things together. And, you know, maybe we're the ones who are being detective style <laughs> and trying to figure out what's <laughs> happening at this show. Um, I think episode two brought up an interesting premise again without um, being or like navigating into spoiler territory. But yeah, it, it still remains to be seen where they're headed with this story um, and, you know, what exactly they mean with the title of the anime. <laughs> this, this one is the worst about like trying not to talk too spoilery about things but. yeah it's tough because it's hard to describe what the hell's happening in the show when we don't even really know what's happening and we also can't say what's happening um but it's so far it's it's good i'm i'm still gonna watch it we'll see how it shapes up at the end of the season and the animation is pretty pretty nice in this one there was a really breathtaking action sequence in the first episode that takes place with uh two of the characters and yeah, it was a little bit of a like a 3D environment, but I wasn't distracted at all by it. Yeah, it looked really good, and I hope we get more of that. Although, again, with this tone shift, I'm not even sure like if we'll see anything like that moving forward, but hopefully we do. Next is the one show I'm most looking forward to talking about, and that's Uramichi Onisan. Or I think in the, the localization, it's Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan. It's so fucking good already. We're three mm-hmm. episodes in, and I think there's 13 total. And it's a dark comedy. Um, I think the, the the plot is that this guy, actually this group of people, they uh, are stars of this kid's educational show, and they're supposed to be happy-go-lucky, but um, they're actually more like depressed millennials <laughs> who are trying this to is like... This <laughs> the, the second realist anime this season. Yeah, and they're like trying to maintain this like happy facade, but then these little life lessons, <laughs> hence the title, kind of leak out here and here and there to the kids, and it's, uh, it's definitely not um, a happy thing. <laughs> yeah, I love when the tone or the artistic mood shifts every time they impart these life lessons onto the kids <laughs> and you know these kids have like bright eyes and are so innocent and they drop bombs like you know no one's gonna always play peekaboo with you <laughs> um yeah the best way i can describe this show is like if mr rogers were like severely depressed <laughs> when he filmed mr rogers neighborhood or even like um What's that musical? Avenue Q. Have you heard of Avenue Q? Um, I think uh, you've shown it to me before. It's It was a Broadway musical really popular that basically was like Sesame Street, but set in like a real world. Um, so it has real world problems <laughs> and, and you know, just like these, these millennials hosting the uh, daytime TV show, dealing with the anxieties of life and trying to to find meaning out of it yeah it's it's great so far um i think the the humor is spot on 
Um, one of the voice actors who actually was the same voice actor for Light Yagami, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he he voices one of the the main characters, and he has this one scene in the first episode where he laughs because he makes a dick joke, and his laugh is so contagious. It's so realistic. I was blown away by how well he he delivered his lines when he was like cracking up it just felt like a real laugh like he was in the studio actually laughing yeah. at this dick joke <laughs> it was fantastic um but it's it's an anime that's geared toward i guess like our generation the millennials so we i find it really relatable um it's nice that it's not about high schoolers or even middle schoolers it's about 30 year olds and that's pretty rare in anime yeah, because especially everything's geared towards like the like shonen demographic, right? Yeah, but I think it's because you know the, we there are a lot of anime fans now that are all like our age, like late twenties, early thirties, and so they're they're trying to appeal to to that demographic now because you know <laughs> we're we're keeping we're keeping our love of anime alive still and trying to navigate through our own anxieties um, in life. I feel like the story too is um, it starts off kind of adventure of the week or even maybe like small mini stories. Yeah, kind of like um, almost like way of the house husband, but I think this delivers a little bit better. Yeah, and I think it's starting to show us maybe like a bigger overarching story about mm-hmm. the characters. We'll see. I love that. I love if it. I would love if it's a combination of these mini stories and a larger overarching story. Um, but yeah, either way, I- I'm definitely going to keep watching week after week. To me, Uramichi Onisan is my favorite anime so far this season. Again, it's early to say because we're only, you know, two, three, four episodes in, um, for most of these shows, but from episode one, it's been fantastic for me. Yeah. I think this is also, uh, one show that I will be religiously watching this season again, cause it's so real and it's so <laughs> relatable. <laughs> It, it Not that almost... we're depressed or anything, <laughs> no, 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 but yeah. just as millennials, it, it is, yeah, very, very relatable. Uh, like having that faux quarter-life crisis <laughs> with these characters. Um, and I know we, I haven't talked about OPs and EDs for some of the shows we've already talked about. Um, but for this show in particular, I wanted to point out that um, the ED is sung by Mamoru Miyano, who is the voice actor for Light Yagami. And in the show, he voices... Iketeru, um, one of the hosts of the daytime TV show. Um, and the song is called Dream On. And it's a pretty catchy song. It's already on uh, my Spotify anime, anime playlist. It's a great song. And the visuals for that that ED are like amazing. It's definitely mm-hmm. not a match for anything else in the show. It feels kind of like its own thing. But yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and the OP kind of incorporates like watching the the TV the daytime TV show live, and then it kind of goes through like the typical OP motions. And um, I think Mamoru Miyano again, the voice actor for one of the um, hosts, and I think the other host, the the female host, also they sing the song ABC Taiso. Um, and kind of to wrap up with like the VAs, there are a lot of like very prominent VAs in this in this anime as well. We've mentioned again, uh, like Yagami's VA. Um, the main character of Uramichi is voiced by Hiroshi Kamiya, who most of you may know as Levi Hacho from Attack on Titan. Levi Ackerman. Yeah, and you can tell when he goes into the life lesson mode with the kids, <laughs> like you can hear the Levi. Um, so I was very excited to know that he is he was spearheading this anime. Um, there are two characters, I think they're costume characters, um, 
one of them is voiced by your guy, Tomokazu Sugita. I love him. Um, who is also Joseph Joestar and Gintoki from Gintama. Um, the other costume character um, is voiced by the VA for um, Bucharity or Gojo. Or Bucharity from Jojo or Gojo from <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, whose name I it escapes me, but I'm going to look it up really quick. Yuichi Nakamura. So a lot of heavy hitters um, on the VA cast of the show. Yeah, it's it's great so far. If you haven't started it, do yourself a favor. <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> and last up for the currently airing anime is Sunny Boy. It has 12 episodes in total. We are current-ish with episode one because the second episode like just aired. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're slightly behind, but not too behind. Um, but with episode one, I am like, what the fuck is happening? I'm intrigued as hell, but I'm also very, very confused. Yeah, this one, the first episode kind of starts in media's res where it, like, it follows this group of students and they've gone through this experience that they're not really sure of like what's going on. But it feels like by the end of the episode, it's kind of resolved. So then you kind of wonder, where is the show going to go from there? Yeah, it's an original anime, I believe. So mm. no manga or light novels to fall back on. Actually, um, I did read on Reddit that the series is inspired by this horror manga um, that was called The Drifting Classroom. I don't think it takes like many elements from it, but it, again, it's, it's, it's inspired by the plot of that manga a little bit so i wonder how closely it'll follow that premise or if it'll deviate but just take inspiration from it Mm -hmm. but the art style is minimalist um not much shadowing or colors and it's a i would just say overall it's a very unconventional anime so far Mm -hmm. um i like the idea of these students being in a mysterious place i mean you're literally just plopped right into the middle of the story again yeah you missed like the important part like before you see what's happening in this episode. Yeah, so what the the students know is exactly what you know as the audience. Um, And so it leaves a very mysterious element to it. Um, And it's, I don't know, it's about like 36 kids and they're in their school that's now surrounded by some sort of like Vanta Black space. And some of the students have obtained superpowers. And that's all we know. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's basically the the premise of, uh, of the show if you go and look it up on Wiki. And... I just think that there's a lot of potential here. Um, as confused as I am, I think there's tons of potential with this story. And similar to To Your Eternity, like I'm, I'm very eager to know like what the fuck is happening in this this world, if you can even call it a world, because it's a, it's just a school right now. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, I just I want to know what the hell happened. Like, how did we get here, and what happens next? Yeah, I don't even know if you can classify this into any genre of anime right now like it could be slice of life it could be surreal or fantasy supernatural supernatural um i think one thing that should be pointed out is that the legendary shinichiro watanabe is currently involved as a music advisor on the show i don't think um i don't know if he's involved in any other capacity besides that but i'm sure he has some influence and for those of you who don't know he's behind such great anime as Cowboy Bebop, um, Samurai Champloo, um, I think last Kids on the Slope. Kids on the Slope, and recently, uh, or last or two years ago, he did uh, Carol and Tuesday. Um, so I kind of safely say that some of his insight might 
go into what happens with this show and whether or not it deals with you know those those typical student themes of what to do with your life or the direction that you're going or what to to do with the skills and talents that you have which i think are kind of represented with like the powers that these kids have but we'll see and last up on our list for this episode are the anime that have not premiered but are on our watch list. Although I say that, and one of them has actually already premiered. <laughs> yep. Um, and that is Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. It just released um, a, li- a couple days ago. and It's on Netflix, I believe. I think so, yeah. And it's a movie um, for summer 2021. I... All I know about the plot is that it follows um, a boy and a girl who both have social anxieties. She was a boy. She was a girl. (laughs) It's basically a boy meets girl kind of story. Um, And both of them have social anxieties, uh, different types. I think she's embarrassed by her looks and he's embarrassed by his voice or something. I don't know. Says Um, he's terrible at communicating with other people. Also, he's Komi-san. (laughs) Yeah. He can't communicate. (laughs) Um, But I, I think based on the trailer it looks really interesting the animation is different it's it's similar to sunny boy actually where it's kind of like a not minimalist animation but there's not a lot of shading i think but it does focus heavily on vivid colors um and kind of painting a beautiful landscape and so i'm i'm down to watch it it seems like it might be a feel good story yeah i'm briefly looking at the trailer right now it's it's kind of like looking at like a piece of modern art um, with the animation style. And I know that music is intertwined with the story and these two characters, they seem to connect through um, this love of music or Mal describes it as like bridging the gap between these two characters. And I am always a sucker for anything that's involved with the power and the importance of music. So I am very eager to see um, how that factors into the relationship between these two characters, almost like what we saw in those Snow White notes. Although I still have yet to see how I feel about how music affects that that series. The other anime on my watch list, um, and this is a, a late bloomer for summer 2021, is Fina Pirate Princess. And I say that because it doesn't air until August. Um, mid-August which is pretty late so I don't know Mm. if they're gonna do one of those like Netflix things where they drop all the episodes on us at once Um, but it's got 12 episodes in total and it premieres August 14th you're missing one key thing about the show though is that it's a collaboration between Crunchyroll and Adult Swim oh yeah that's what caught my eye so not so much the the trailer or the like the the visuals um, because I have dug a little bit into this what actually made me interested in watching it is that adult swim is on this project Mm -hmm. and i find it interesting because i think we grew up in the adult swim era of anime when they had a a big influence on the anime community because they're the ones who showed inuyasha cowboy bebop um ghost in the shell etc and i feel like they took a step back from anime when they started to not show as much of it and put it like at the very end of their their slot and now you got stuff like eric andre tim and eric (laughs) which don't get me wrong that's just amazing (laughs) but i think seeing the way netflix is attempting 
to take on the anime space. I'm not saying that they're doing a great job of it just yet, but they're, you know, making those those strides. Um, I'm wondering if Adult Swim feels like they slept on their anime potential. And so now they're trying to get back into it. But they're partnering with Crunchyroll, which is already a positive thing to go in their direction. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're doing that. I'm glad they're not trying to just do this solo. Um, they're trying to to work with somebody or not somebody, but like a company that's obviously all about anime and um, has put out a couple of good things, right? Crunchyroll? Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've had a pretty decent slate. I mean, Tokyo Avengers right now is at the forefront. I think the one thing, interesting thing about this show is that it, I think it takes place in an alternate timeline of like the age of pirates um so i don't know if it's gonna be like a a rival to one piece i don't think anything (laughs) can ever rival one piece um but me having put in many many hours into assassin's creed black flag back in college i would love to just get back into the world of pirates and see where this show where this show takes us I'm the opposite. I don't find pirates um, or those types of stories to be like really interesting, with the exception of the first Pirates of the Caribbean. That was a a great movie. It's mm. it's campy when you watch it now, but it's it's a great movie. Um, so yeah, for me, it's all about that Adult Swim name on this project. I love Adult Swim. I'm so happy to to support them however I can. So I will watch. Fina Pirate Princess, and hopefully it's a good show. Hopefully it blows me away. <laughs> it's just weird hearing Adult Swim um, as like a contributor to this anime because, again, the way I picture Adult Swim is, again, you have like the surreal humor. Uh, the Rick and Morty. Yeah, like <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to have any of that. I'm sure it's not. I think it's more of the, the tsunami side of Adult Swim that's, yeah. that's um, managing this production. But hopefully this this pushes Adult Swim to get back in the game and not fall behind. Because again, like I think if they had kept going with um with their their anime piece of their programming block, yeah, um, I feel like they could be a pretty big powerhouse in the anime community now. Because that's what got for for people and from our generation, that's what got us into anime. It's the fact that Adult Swim gave us access to that. Um, that's what made us all fucking weak. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, maybe they're trying to get back into it and I'm all here for it. Now in that, in that vein, are we going to watch this subbed or dubbed? Uh, subbed (laughs) forever, (laughs) forever subbed. (laughs) I'll say in honor of, you know, Adult Swim's roots, but yeah, I think subs forever. And last thing is I do have an honorable mention for anticipated summer 2021 anime oh shit and i cannot believe that two of my favorite pop culture worlds are colliding but and i can confirm this is going to be an anime because it is listed on my anime list oh shit so this is not a treze situation (laughs) or an avatar situation star wars visions oh my god that's right (laughs) Um, is that summer Yes, it is also a late bloomer, very late bloomer. It is scheduled to release on September 22nd. Jeez, that's like just skirting into summer. Yeah, so like that in between, between summer and fall. But it's it's an anime anthology series that is going to be released on Disney+. Plus. And like I said, it's listed on Mal, so it is an anime. <laughs> There's no argument there. And it's... I think nine 
different episodes and I believe they're all going to be released on the same day. Um, just kind of these different stories throughout the Star Wars galaxy. Um, it says here on the wiki that it's presented through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Um, there are seven studios involved. The only two that really stick out that I've heard of before are Production IG, um, which have done... I think they're uh, they're working on Fiona Pirate Princess, um, and I think they were also involved in Fully Cooly. Oh, yeah, FLCL. And the other one is Studio IG... Or not Studio IG, a Studio Trigger, um, who I know recently they did BNA and Promare. Um, there are some other studios listed here that aren't as familiar, but I'm intrigued because I know that Star Wars was a lot of the original movie was influenced by like Japanese cinema, especially by Akira, what's the name? Kurosawa, um, the Japanese film director. So it'll be interesting to see this Japanese take on these stories in the Star Wars galaxy. And I think they're not necessarily canon, so they're just kind of exploring things. It's almost like I would equate it to the Animatrix, if anyone's seen that. Oh, yeah, the Animatrix. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, or a recent one that I've watched is uh, Batman Gotham Knight, which was also like anthology films um, and episodes that were based around um, the Batman character and done by different anime studios. So this is one that I am, again, very excited to see because it's the best of both of my favorite pop culture worlds colliding. And hopefully they will release uh, subs of this one instead of dubs because if it's in Jap- uh, if it's a Japanese anime, we would want to see it with Japanese voice acting. This is true. Although you watched Yasuke dubbed, well, I didn't. <laughs> have that, a t- <laughs> I'm sure you regret that one. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have a choice there because I'm pretty sure Netflix didn't have the the subbed version. Oh, boo, boo, Netflix. Yeah, but yeah, fingers crossed that Disney Plus will offer the the japanese dub for for this series and there you have it our first impressions of summer 2021 anime season if you have any recommendations for what we should watch for summer 2021 please reach out let us know we are always happy to take recommendations especially for a season like this where i'm not too sure what else i want to watch i feel like i need a like a, a small kick in the ass to watch some additional shows um, we'll see how things shape up at the end of the season and we'll have our end of season review available to patrons at the end of summer 2021 <laughs> at the end at of the, the end. end of the end <laughs> and that wraps up episode 45 of strictly anime if you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show then head over to patreon.com slash strictly series and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every monday Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series and connect with us there or on our website, thestrictlyseries.com to share your thoughts on the anime we review. You'll also find more info on Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Thank you so much for listening and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. It's on mail.